No one book. Before we begin, yes. Would you like a Maggie? Yes, I would like a Maggie. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Straight from yard, man. Lighting me up. I'm ready. Yeah. Come from work, so that one do me good. Where the fuck are my Maggies, mate? I like that, man. Man, come and clutch. Yeah, man. Come and clutch the Maggies, bro. I've had so many mad nights in the Maggie. <laughs> this won't be one of them. Trust me, one I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You want one? The Maggie. Yeah. These right here, if I get to the party late. <laughs> yeah, catch up. Yeah, catch up. Catch up. Catch up. <laughs> well, sometimes I overdo it. Sometimes I bang too, yeah, too yeah. quick before I get to the party. And then next thing you know, it kicks First in time late. I had it was, uh, I was queuing up for um, Box Park and Shoreditch. Mm. The way it hit me. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking double of everything. Wait, wait I have to mention, yeah, just before we start though, I saw a mayor. Yeah, um, I saw you when it was, I think, Wall of Comedy. I can't remember what we were celebrating. Yeah. And he was just like, so good. Was like, I love you, bro. You were gone, bro. He's like, I love you. He was holding my face. He was holding my face. He was like, bro. Oh, man. I was like, bro, I was so my woman hasn't even shown me that much I love, bro. I was actually in my feels. I remember Shaki was looking at me like, bro. <laughs> Shaki, got, yeah, yeah. Do you know what it is? You know when you're at a party mm. and then the, the late comers? Oh, so yeah, bad. everyone was gone. I, everyone was gone. Oh, I don't like that because now you got to put on your best act. <laughs> yeah, well, I was Bastard. calm, man. It's calm, bro. How you been? Been good, man. Yeah, been good, good. A lot of work, but yeah, bro, you man. are so busy and you're yeah. so like difficult to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah. Like we had to postpone this like what six, seven times. <laughs> yeah, it was a while still, but I'm yeah. happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. For no sure. worries, man. Where were you today? Um. Showman JD Stratford, mm. TikTok's got a new sign coming. Yeah, good. So it was with, yeah, Specs, PK, JD. Yeah, man, it was good. It's good. Good shoot, man. By the way, have you heard Kendrick's new album? Yeah, man. Do you like it? You know what? I haven't given it its time yet, but I've been listening to certain songs and picking them out. And I feel like, yeah, man, it's it's like, it's an album where he's got deeper, isn't it? He's really yeah, yeah. spilled some things, man. Similar to, in a weird way, it reminds me of Jay-Z's last album, mm. I think it was. We started talking about some his mum being gay and other things going on, like some real deeper stuff. So. But a lot of people are disappointed because it's not similar to Dam. Yeah, they weren't expecting the I got, I got, yeah, I got. <laughs> they wanted the, yeah. they, they, they wanted the DNA. They wanted the humble, but they, yeah. they, they they didn't get that. After how many years of not releasing an album? What did you think? Did you like? I it? liked it, mm. but I feel like I should give it another listen just to like actually take it in. But the first listen, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. There was one song that gave me like Eminem Kim vibes. Mm. You know when the when him and some other women are like yeah, having to go I, each other. That gave me like yeah, yeah. that gave me like Kim vibes. And you know, do you know what? With J Cole and Kendrick, I swear to God, because they always almost like J Cole in a way follows Eminem's flow here and there sometimes, and he mm. always name drops him. Yeah. But it's kind of like why when you just feature him on your album? It's like why yeah. are they so afraid of actually featuring like one of the goats? <laughs> to, to be fair, um, it's a mad story, a bit of a sidetrack. But I heard Eminem. To test Kendrick, mm. what he done was the first time he went to, he went to record with him, he invited him to studio, and Kendrick came with his boys, and he said to Kendrick, um, "Can you tell your boys not to come in? You have to go into the studio and record by yourself." And he thought that like, Kendrick might have a ghostwriter, and then mm. after that day, he realized Kendrick didn't have a ghostwriter because the verse was mad. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, "I actually rate this guy now. I can call him like a goat." I read a tweet. Someone, I think they were just hating. Someone was like, "I think Kendrick should just stick to ghostwriting." <laughs> 
Yeah, I hate them, man. They're Drake fans. They're Drake fans. <laughs> Bait Drake fans. <laughs> Was it you? Was it you? Was it you of it? No. <laughs> I never, what, do, you, do you reckon he ghostwrites? What? Kendrick? Kendrick? Nah, yeah. nah, nah. Well, we'll go for other I people. Believe, yeah, I could believe people. that. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I could believe possibly. that. Yeah, man. Definitely for, what's his name? Lil Keem? Yeah. Lil yeah. Keem, his yeah, cousin. Lil Keem's oh, cold, though. Keem. I don't think he does, but... No. Do, do you reckon he, has, he might have some input? Come on. Dude. Nah, I don't think so. If either. I went to my if I went to my cousin, yeah, and he's writing he's some shit lyrics, I'm gonna I'm gonna pattern him up. I think Keem's a vibe by himself, man. I think he's just got he's yeah. such an energy, man. Yeah. I don't think so. Because he hasn't done a verse as cold as Kendrick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be honest, from what I've heard, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> bro, bro, you are like one of the fucking sickest DOPs that I oh, know. Appreciate man. It, appreciate it. I need like how do you manage to spend so much time away from home? That's why. <laughs> uh, this question might get me a bit of trouble. <laughs> um, oh, I think I know. What <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say. So, yeah, obviously I've got the three kids. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a newborn at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. It's testament to actually having good mothers for my children. Mm. Um, aside from the differences with my previous partner, mm. she's a great mother to the kids, so that helps a lot. Um, and I think it's just about spending quality time with the kids, but also it's just about making people understand that this journey is greater and it has a purpose that isn't selfish, you know? I feel like that kind of allows me to be away, not for too long. Obviously, mm-hmm. I still have to balance it yeah. with the time that I spend with everyone, but it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's definitely difficult. Um, but yeah, I think it's purpose. It's purpose, bro. I can't leave this earth yeah, yeah. Not, to ex- to not to go too deep too quickly, my thing is that I've got a duty to my family, my children, but in this earth, we've got a duty to the world and we've got talents and stuff that we've been given and a purpose and stuff that I've been set in our hearts that we need to share beyond just the selfish ring of our family and our partnerships. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like for me, if I don't share that, I'll probably just die inside literally on the spot. So you're, you're a free- freelancer, right? Yeah, freelancer. I always thought to myself, <laughs> for someone who's a freelancer, mm. are, you never, are you like not concerned about getting work? Bro, I'm always concerned. If I'm honest, mm. like, but I feel like, but you like one project ends, you're just grabbing the next. Like, there's no tomorrow. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I think as a freelance, especially in the film industry, yeah, like when people are like, raw bro, I see you're busy. I'm like, this is like my nine to five, so mm. I better be because I have to pay the bills every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and progress. So it's kind of like that. I feel like I've I've been blessed. I've been lucky. Mm. Um, I don't promote too much, and I've got a lot of work, but yeah. it has been. A, quite a few years yeah. in that journey mm-hmm. so no I'm a, it's, it, it's a blessing but every month I worry that's the short of it people might think not but I'm like one month could be fantastic I'm like okay next month there's yeah, no bookings yeah, yeah. especially in our industry you know how it yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can hard, a, I can get a phone call in like a few days before a shoot and be like look we've got a shoot in a couple of days so it might not like my month could be clear and I'm thinking damn I don't have any work and then two twos calendars full again or you get some really good rates. She gives me <laughs> mad anxiety every time I meet a freelancer. Like oh, I, was, right. I, was, I was speaking to this freelancer producer. They just mm-hmm. left like their contracted work. And I was just like, oh, fuck, man. Kind of made my heart sink a little bit. <laughs> bro, it's, bro, it's mad. It's liberating. You know what? There's, there's a story with the wall yeah. why I actually had to go completely freelance. Mm. And I earned the most money I've ever earned in my life as soon as I went freelance. Mm. There was a lot more things around it. But um, yeah, it was actually very liberating. But yeah, it can tell be me, Tell me like the beginning. Um, why cinematography? Um, good question. Uh, not to go too far back, I 
my natural talent is visual art and design. Mm. Um, I went to the Brit School for visual art and design for college. Um, done very well in that. And I remember towards, I was always interested in film over the years. Mm. There's more history to that, but I'm not going to go that far back. But yeah, during Brit School, um, we had to cover all different bases. So in my visual art and design course, I had to do some a film project. Mm. Um, I really liked it. Always been interested. And then there was a teacher there who, obviously college is year 12, year 13. Yeah. There was a teacher there that done year 14. And he done like a lot of big sp- um, sporting documentaries for the BBC. Very solid guy, Ken McGill, solid. He done like the um, Lennox Lewis, um, Holyfield documentary. He done Gazzle, the football player. He done Graham Taylor. Some really big documentaries. And basically towards the end of Brit, I was like, there was a job that came. I can't remember if it was ITV or BBC. And they was looking for artists to go and do like a cool art attack. They said urban, but they mean black. Um, <laughs> we're looking for urban people. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so while I was finishing up my my, my time at Brit, I was yeah. like, I'll apply for that. If I get it, I'll go and pursue my career as an artist, as, yeah. I went to, as a visual artist. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, if I don't get it, then I'll go and study film for a year at Brit on a year 14 course. I didn't get it. Studied for a year at Brit. Mm. Um, year 14 with Ken McGill told us like proper foundation of filming from editing we done like all the films for brit school at that time created a new series there as well um was that like a solo work or was that you got put into groups solo and groups so okay. make sure we shot a lot of our own stuff and edited our own stuff sometimes if we have multi-cams we will come together and whatever but um very old school guy but the fundamental filmmaking he taught me like mm. That's why I like when it comes to even like an edit, I can edit very solid. I don't do it as a profession. Yeah, yeah. But he taught us like he said as a filmmaker, you need to know the edit, as especially as a DOP, you need to know how the edit's gonna be in your heads already. So he made us edit our own work, so we were fluent yeah, in that. Yeah. So yeah, that was the very start. And then to go on from that, um I remember there's a guy called Kyle Craig, big up Kyle, been an entrepreneur from a long time, mm. like in in the area, bro. I can't even Kyle's got a whole backstory. But um, I was like, Kyle, bro, I'm outside of um, Brit now. I finished my course. Um, I took my life savings that my grand and my dad saved for me, which was like two, three grand, I think it was. Bought a 5D Mark II, um, a couple lenses and stuff. I said, Kyle, look, you do work in film. If you got anything, what's, what's paid? And he was like, nah, Reeks, not have anything that's paid. But Javan and Percy, your friends from Brit school, like I know, obviously, Javan, big up Javan Wade and Percy Ascot. Did you bump into Javan and Pete at Brit school? I've known Javan since I was 14. Oh, he, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've okay. known Javan since I was young. He's from the same area as me. Yeah, um, yeah. So we went like similar schools, similar social circles. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and then Percy, I met at Brit School because he was good friends with. With Javan. With Javan. Yeah. But you didn't know they were close friends? At, at, at Brit School, yeah. At Brit School, Javan and Percy were like. They were tight. They were super tight. Like they yeah. were together. They obviously were in the acting course. Mm. So yeah, man, they were, they were definitely. A tight pairing, and they and they looked at you and thought, yeah, this guy is like, he is the sickest DOP. We need to we need to bring him in. Somehow. To be fair, no, it even worked like that. So I messaged after Kyle. Kyle was like, well, Javan and Percy have got man on the wall. They started it. I think they shot a few episodes. Yeah, and whilst um, at Brit School, second whilst at Brit School. Yeah, I think it was yeah whilst at Brit School. I believe I have a whilst or just as we was leaving. I think it was whilst Brit School yeah. towards the end of I think our time there. And there was a guy called Freddie Osborne who was directing. I know Izzy. There was a guy called Izzy first who's doing big things at the moment as well. Mm. Um, but Izzy was directing at first. And I remember saying to him, look, I've got all this gear, got the knowledge. Let me come on. So I came on as a camera operator. 
alongside um, them directing and shooting as well. And then another guy called Freddie Osborne came on later and we done Man on the Wall that finished the seasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was the start of everything, I would say. Did yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Film Man on the Wall. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. The person who filmed Man Them on the Wall <laughs> right. is right here. This yeah. guy right here. There's a few You've actually, guys. You have actually made history. I can't lie. Yeah, there's a few other guys. So yeah. I won't take all the credit. There's a few of us in the team. But I was definitely one of the yeah, shooters of it. So yeah, man. That was cool. At what point, like, at what point during Man Them on the Wall did you think, like, this could be, this is, like, this could be the next step, like, next big step for me? You knew it was for the guys, but for yeah. yourself, were you, like... To be fair, it's an interesting one for myself. Like filming on Man and Wall was like, okay, I might as well. Yeah. And it was something that to be part of. And for me, like we all grew up from the same area. Um, mm. There's a lot of people that we probably speak about in this in this time. And it's like supporting something that was good. Like we had our friends who done the soundtrack for Man on the Wall. Javan's mm. cousin done, I think, the graph intro graphics to make it like it was a team effort of us putting together and creating something bigger than ourselves. Mm. And I think that's something that I've always been for. Like. So it wasn't necessarily just about the filming. It was like, okay, I'm, there's a purpose here. We're moving something forward that is effective, right? We're using our talents and coming together. So I don't even think at that point I was like, yeah, I definitely want to um, necessarily be like, through that point, do film. I think after that decision I made of buying that camera, I think that was when I was like, yeah, I want to pursue this. Mm. And yeah, man, do some. I actually went to do documentaries at first. Did you have any visual disagreement during your time filming Man Them on the Wall? Um, nothing major, I think. Yeah. I think we were quite like obviously the 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 day to day. Um, we'd be like, oh, do you want this hair? And we have this hair. Mm. It was a, it was a lot of learning curves there. I think Freddie, big up Freddie Osborne, the director. Mm. Um, he took the boys quite far with that after that Man on the Wall, the skits and some other stuff externally, Sick. some live shows. And Freddie was a mentor because he's got a PhD in film, mm. and he was sometimes you show me like reeks like DP wise. So what you're kind of I kind of started to understand what my role was meant to be a bit more then, and felt my way through. And he would be like. You give me opportunities to be like, oh, bro, yeah. Do you think we need lights for this? And I'll be like, nah. He's like, bro, we need some lights sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then every now and then it'll be my skill that I'll bring to it. You know? So, yeah, man, it was just a collaboration. From that Obviously, as you grow in your craft or like the skill that you have is the opening, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start off young, your skills aren't really that. Mm-hmm. They're not that strong. Yeah. 100%. But obviously, as you going on in the years practicing and going on more shoots did you ever feel like wow this might be a little bit too difficult for me bro all the time like um or did you think i want to be dop and then when you got that when you landed that one project you're like shit this is tough i can't even it's it's funny it's yeah because there's a few people that gave me more opportunities to do paid work first so i worked with a few other people um that gave me like some money like a hundred pounds or whatever it was i'm like oh sick like i'm getting paid to do something yeah and then to skip quite far ahead of all that time of doing more videography work i would say obviously i uh, took a break from man on the wall we shot some skits it's actually funny man on the wall we shot about like 20 30 skits that all got deleted on the hard drive that i've never seen the light of day so that was when skits were big and we done all that work we done so much production and that that got deleted and then I rekindled with the guys after, after about three years of like them doing their thing. They went on Youngers and et cetera. Yeah. I, I was working at After School Club. I had my first child. I was kind of like, I need to work a bit as well and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, the guys were like, Reese, do you want to come and shoot some skits for us? 
Um, I was still kind of doing filming part-time as well at the same time, going between both. And then it became like every Sunday they was like doing the film. And I was like, cool, because I wanted to leave the after school club. Um, the funny thing, actually, I'm going to go into what you say about the big jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's to give context. So basically, I was at an after school club for like three years, bro. And I mm. think, say I was like 21 now. And I was like, one day I was walking back from work. And I was like, bro, I've been here for three years. You're reeks, bro. Are you right? You're at this after school club. Like, this is your career. Yeah. I just left. So I just applied for this job in film. Mm. And I thought it was going to be a full-time position. Um, um, for this thing called Chocolate Films I supplied and left our school club thought I'm definitely going to get it and then I, I didn't hear back from him I called him I was like what happened they're like sorry bro you didn't get it and at the same time Javan and Percy messaged me coincidentally started filming with them and then they gave me like a, a contract a verbal contract for me to shoot with them regularly each month that kind of allowed me to pay for what I need to pay for mm-hmm. and pursue film but then Javan gave me many opportunities since then to fast forward he was like to me for example we, me and Javan wrote a uh, a film that done very well online called Amani. Um, and Javan was like to me, Reeks, I want you to shoot it. That's how I got involved in that the first time um, Amani's short film. And, bro, I thought that was too big for me. I didn't take it. That's why I didn't shoot it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think I was ready that to shoot was, a short. That was like the step of That was like the challenge for you. You were like, yeah. oh my God. And I was like, bro, <laughs> nah, bro. Like a short film. Like, I've gone from shooting these shows and these skits and stuff. And then, yeah, it was like many a times, bro. It's only of recent going through certain mentors and certain people showing me examples of like, just take it and learn. And I was like, cool. And I was saying recently that like, I'll take I'll take almost anything now. Yeah, I'll almost take anything. That's so mad. Yeah, I'll Amani take was your first big like project for you. Yeah, the one that I would say that made me feel a bit uncomfortable to shoot, you know. Um, I, obviously, I was shooting a lot of the shows for the guys. I was doing a lot of other projects. But I was like, that's a film, bro. Mm. Even it's a short film. I wasn't, we were shooting skits and comedies, a bit more forgiving, you know. We had lights here and there. And I've always wanted, I'm a perfectionist, isn't it? So, When yeah. the guys were in Youngers, mm. what were you doing then? It's a good question. So during there was in Youngers, we were still filming a bit of stuff at the same time. Mm. Um, but during that time, I think, like I said, that's when I had my son. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. I was doing, I, was, I worked with like a youth media agency, which was like a company that gave youth that done videography work mm. worked with them for a while and i met another guy called larger larger palumi big up him he's a dp um i got approached for some some work i remember some guys messaged me karen spooner and quasi court an artist and manager and they were like bro i've seen your work you're sick like i want to pay you some good money for something and at the time it was like good money for me innit? it so i was like sick but what i done i just what i would done for many years was put that i said rather than give me that money buy this and this and this for the project and I'll take a little bit of change but I wanted to always elevate and in that time I was kind of growing outside of working with them a lot um, while I was on Youngers and doing that kind of stuff and that's, yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. So it was just building separately. Transitioning to, let's say fast forward into like halfway through all the comedy page and channel. Mm. What was the project after that? What came after that? Questions with Philly. Yeah, yeah, Philly questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you see the t- oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We got Philly, man. You filmed? Did you film every episode? I filmed. So there's a guy called Odot Shaman who yeah. done some of the early ones. We got Odot. I've known him since I was a kid. Coincidentally, um, he filmed some of the early ones for the guys. But that's when the guys contacted me for the skit. So it was like Reeks wanting to film every Sunday. Also, we're gonna Duran called me said we're transitioning from Man on the Wall. We're creating a platform called Wall of Comedy. So the amazing idea, bro, it makes so much sense. Yeah. To support other UK talent to do what we done on the mm-hmm. platform mm-hmm. and be a platform rather than just a channel. 
for a, one show. I was like, sick. So, yeah, them lot said to me, Reeks, we've got Philly, got questions, we want you to film on this series. You know you, what I mean? But you didn't know Philly at that time when they nah, introduced him? that's the first time I met Philly. Philly was very green at that time, but yeah. obviously a raw talent and he's proven himself today. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. What's, was, your, what's your relationship like with you and young Philly? Yeah, me and Philly, it's, it's an interesting one. Like, me and Philly are close, but not close, I would say. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say like me and Philly go out or meet him in the week, yeah, but yeah, through yeah. work, we've spent a lot of time but together. But he knows you're the guy. Like, you yeah. are the guy. Yeah, I think, yeah, Philly work wise, because when we done questions, obviously at that time, Philly was still growing as a talent, and now Philly knows his job back to front, you know? Um, but when we done questions, we done a lot of branded content at the wall at that time when we moved into like the uni lad offices when yeah, yeah. that was fun, bro. We were just on segways all the time and shooting <laughs> mad, mad content in the uni lad offices. Like it was fun, bro. Um, Philly was there, so just a lot of like we go and do questions. It came a point where I think this is when I started to realize I'm strong at my job because Philly. I mean, Javan and Percy stopped coming to questions and just say, "Reeks Philly, you go and do it." So I was kind of like directing, even though it's very simple, but Philly will rely on me to be like, Reeks, have we got enough content? I'll be like, nah, you need 10 more good ones or this is solid, we can go home now and etc. So we kind of had that kind of symbiotic relationship shooting questions. I understand the idea of bringing in new talent to a new channel. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they want to do questions? Why didn't Javan and Pete want to do questions? Themselves? Yeah. Um, I think the whole point of Wall of Comedy was nurturing talent. And you have to yeah. remember, Javan and Percy, um, they, they want to be professional actors and they are professional yeah. actors, you know? So... Imagine, Man, imagine the path if they did take that path of doing questions. Yeah, they, they never a wanted to be comedians. Different bro. journey. They never wanted to be comedians, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to be actors. So, Man of the Walls for their acting career. Because once a comedian, always a comedian. Yeah, D D D was the funny one out of them lot. Yeah. He was the comedy, but them lot were just playing a role, you know, mm-hmm. and knew how to write for funny moments or moments that were entertaining for the kids and the generation at the time, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, for them lot, doing questions wasn't their their play, you know? They were doing a lot of, like, I think at that point, Javan was just come off um, doing a live show with Lenny Henry. Um, Sick. And some other stuff, you know what I mean? Percy was doing, um, he was, during Manuel War, he was doing CBBC. He was playing his role, which basically funded a lot of the Manuel War projects eventually after time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. You know what? So Philly came in quite green. I remember him doing some skits, didn't know where mm-hmm. to stand. So I remember we were doing the skit one day and we got Philly acting. Mm. He's kind of sort of full circle and he's kind of done a few skits now that are kind of working. But he didn't know, like, obviously, Javan and Percy are trained actors. So they know how to hit marks and etc. I remember Philly coming in. And um, yeah, it's quite a personal conversation. So I don't want to go too deep into it. Mm. But one time, me and Philly were on a train one time and we just spoke about, like, at this time, I know Philly wasn't. He wasn't earning how he was like, we done a lot of stuff for the love, you know what I mean? And yeah, he's creating yeah. something that was going to live on and money comes kind of secondary. And I remember that time, Philly, Philly didn't see, I would say, his complete value yet. I was like to him, bro, you can definitely be paid off for this. Like, you have to realise you're one of the most valuable people like here within yeah, even yeah, the company, yeah. you know? He, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time, Questions was one of the biggest shows on YouTube, even yeah, till today, it's held. It's, it's, mm. His title was one of the biggest ones, you know. Oh, so he didn't have like enough grace. I just think it was just a conversation of him understanding his position and, and value at the time. Mm. And um, yeah, man, ever since then, when he got his first contract, I remember coming out of the office like, 
<laughs> and he probably, bro, he's probably nothing compared to what he earns now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, But yeah, no, me and Philly have that, like, we've had our moments, you know what I mean? Even when we went to, where did we go recently? We went to Cleveland to um, the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an experience, man. Um, I remember, like, one of the best nights, me, Harry, um, Philly, um, Harry, Harry Pinero, Philly, and um, Jazz, Jazz Montel, you know, Jay Montel. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just cussing each other all night, bro. We was waiting for cabs since it's cold, bro. And it was like sick. All of us like, that was one lit night. We were just like literally waiting each other the whole night. You know what I mean? And I might not see Philly for like another couple of months. We're working again. And we're like, oh, bro, yeah, you're on this. And I'm like, yeah, man. It's nice yeah. to see you. And even times, at the same time that me and Philly had a conversation and he understood his value at that time, Philly's bust me in that time. You know what I mean? I have to give him commitments in terms of like, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. one time he was like, Reek, so you're on that shoot? And I was like, no, I'm not on it. Like, come, he's like, yeah, don't worry. Two twos, I get a cool reeks. Uh, we want you on this shoot. He's like, bro, you on it now, yeah? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, come on, man. Come on, man. So every now and then, me and Philly have our passings, you know what I mean? I stream yeah. a lot of his, obviously, YouTube content at home. Mm. You know what I mean? Even though he says I'm a bit too pricey, but... Bro, the quality when you see the YouTube channel. Are you quite pricey, Jeff? Do, do, do like, I can imagine it being pricey. I don't, I feel like I should. Certain times when I earn a certain rate, I'm like, yeah, it's what I should be getting all the time. Mm-hmm. With them, lot, I give them a bust down. But yeah, you know, influencers they don't like to pay out of their own pocket. Yeah. They like other people. They're so used to other people paying for stuff. I'm like, bro, I broke it down. I was like, feels, bro. When you break it down per episode, what yeah, you're getting yeah, yeah, plus yeah. the kit I'm bringing. I'm not charging you that much at all. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, man. Yeah, I want to say I'm, I'm I'm pricey, but I'm worth it. Like everybody knows that when it comes to this game, the quality that you're getting, you know, I make sure I deliver. Yeah, because there, there was actually a time as well, like with any workplace I go to, I like sometimes I need grace. I remember, like I I didn't give myself enough credit at one point. Like even V Vashti was like, I mean, you need enough grace in your life. V's one of the best for that. Yeah, V was, V's told me my value many a times. Mm. You know what I mean? Big up Vashti. You don't you don't realize it until somebody else notices, bro. And then they tell you like you you need this in your life. Yeah, you know what it is, yeah. Especially like for example, being a freelancer, you need to understand your value pretty early. Mm. And there was a few techniques that I remember the, the year that I earned the most money I've ever earned in a year mm. was me studying negotiating. I didn't study; it was nothing to do with film. Obviously, I was improving steadily. Yeah, but it was actually me studying like how to negotiate, and understanding my value. Um. And I feel like there's a few things that you can do with that. Mm-hmm. I remember obviously the conversation I had with Philly that time, it was just highlighting it and breaking it down to almost a science to it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I said to him, bro, who's the most valuable person at this company? And I remember him saying, like, you the camera operator. And I was like, bro, I'm good, but I can be replaced. Like, you can find another camera operator. We can't find another Philly. And yeah. this was at the point when Questions was the show that was popping at the time, you know? So it was just like, same thing when it comes to, I think, value and people need to understand. That one of the first things I always find, and this is a professional sense, but can relate to valuing yourself, was, all right, cool. Who do I think on the same level as myself? Okay, cool. That person, that person. How much do they charge? Figure it out. Like, I've asked them directly. Maybe you want to book them for something. You might find out slowly. Find out what people charge of your skill calibre and then find out people are charging who are just a bit above you. Yeah, and then so when I remember sometimes people will come to me and be like, "Oh, can I? Can I know what my price is now? Cause I know where I sit in the market on top of what I want to get as well." Mm-hmm. So people, I might just price myself a little bit under the people I know who are as good as me. It's a little bit. So when people are like, "Oh, Reeks, can you do that?" and I'm like, "Nah, not for that price, bro." They're like, "Oh, um, 
you definitely can't like nah bro like I appreciate it, but when you got the money I'll definitely I'm down for it bro like I'm here to create something for you yeah and then they will shoot with somebody but I know that they're gonna get somebody who's not as good as me because no one in my school caliber is gonna charge just that you know what I mean as low as that they get someone and the project doesn't go well and who they're coming back to so it's just like knowing your value by like placing yourself in the market and being honest and just seeing your you, it's, it's important man it's important especially as a freelancer you know why did you decide to go as a freelancer? So, Wall of Comedy went through a different, um, from different um, periods of time. And that was like my main stream of income, you know. Yeah. I was there like as their sole videographer, DP. I wouldn't call myself that at the time, but I guess you can say that. What was the first big project after the war mm-hmm. as a freelancer? I think PAX, so I started to work with Nike. So we've done a whole series for, Nike, for Nike's app. So when Nike's app was, I don't want to say just released, but it was kind of in circulation at the time. we done a project for them called Final Percent. And I, <laughs> I remember we was doing like a fake FaceTime. So I started working with a company called PAC, um, mm. a good friend of mine, DJ and um, rapper or artist. I can't even call him rapper. That's an understatement called Sean Sky. Said, I'll meet my guy, um, Josh Allen, Joshua Allen and... You guys are sick, bro. You be sick together. Mm. Met Josh. He runs Pack 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 Works, the agency, and he was like, "Yeah, we just hit it off, bro." And um, I went to go do the night project, and it was called the series called Final Percent. So it was like on the app, you'd have face. Um, a guy called Dam Shack would have FaceTimes and interview um, different celebrities. So we done something like with Raheem Sterling. Is that Dam Shack? Yeah, Dam Shack. I've been to his events. Yeah, yeah. Oh. did I go with you? Yeah, yeah. And that's Kyle oh, Craig yeah. again, yeah. Damn Shack's events. Kyle Craig's one of the masterminds behind. But he that. doesn't even put on that events that much. Not not recently. COVID, man. COVID. Them events, I was always there, but they were sick. The event that we went to was it during? Was it after COVID or during COVID? During. Yeah, it was after COVID, guys. We never went out yeah, during COVID. No, it must have been. <laughs> after, yeah, after COVID. No, it must have been because there's no venues. There's no venues. When I say during COVID, I mean when did COVID? Happen? No, no, no. It would have been after or before because you couldn't get any yeah, venues. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, big up Damn Shack. Oh, my days. How long, how long ago was Damn Shack? Something got, something got lifted because I remember it was all guests to come out. But then we went back into lockdown. Like, yeah. Uh, this was like, okay. he, he, he threw this event at XOYO. And then I saw... Who was there? Jay Montel was there. Yeah, everyone's there. Everyone was there. Yeah, you get a lot of. I big... come downstairs. You know the steps when you come down, come down to the main bit. I see Jay Montel. I'm like, oh, okay. I just bumped into. Harry okay. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Weston was there. there yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. That, in the middle that. of the dance floor. Yeah, these events they go. You know, up. you know when you go to an event, you think this is just another event, oh, and, then, and then you just see yeah. like. These bad, you start seeing familiar faces. You're like, wow! I did not realize this was yeah, like a big damn shacks events. Solid, solid night. Yeah, stuff. he needs to come back. Yeah, yeah, man, big up, damn man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final percent, bro. That's that was the first big one I would say that I can remember, and that was the first time Henry, Henry that works with thing. That was our Harry first. Benero. That was our first branded job that I done with her. Really, damn shack suggested her as a female presenter on one of our episodes. I shall tell you what was funny about that, bro. This is mm. when I realised this game's rigged, Jack. We've done final percent. Yeah. And my rate was okay, but I'm making a fake, fake FaceTime. And they said to me, Reeks, how do I film this, yeah? <laughs> There's loads of issues. I'm like, just do a FaceTime and then we record sound ourselves, innit? Yeah. Because you're going to probably downgrade the quality of the camera for it look like a FaceTime. You might as well just make it an actual FaceTime. Mm. I put some lights in. 
So next thing now, bro, they flew us out to Washington DC to do a FaceTime call, bro. Hey. They paid me to do a iPhone. What, you gave them a phone and said, hey, make the call. Like. Yeah. <laughs> they flew us out to Washington for a day. Like flew us out. We had this like we had this mad intense meeting, bro. Like the night before we went there, we went we stayed in the same hotel Obama stays in in Washington. Yeah, mad. It was wild. We had this meeting about oh, but it it has to go like this and we're gonna. I'm like, let's forget freaking Facetime call. (laughs) And I got paid. I got flown, fed, everything like that. I was like, wait, wait, you you went over there to do a Facetime. Could you not? Could you not just done that here? Like, there's another production company <laughs> that could do a FaceTime, bro. I was like, yeah, I'm taking my money, and I was happy with it. I was do you know how much money you have to have <laughs> in order to send someone they abroad? He's still crazy to this day. He's getting flashbacks. He's like, oh my days, what day? Uh, you were there for one night. Yeah, we was there for like yeah one night yeah one night so it was in and out of the city man in and out of the city so yeah man that was that that's was that that's was fun insane. that's how I started to realize yeah these guys have got money man there's money in this did, did you get paid a lot for that um it was a decent amount not as much as I get paid now yeah but yeah it was it, it was it was something it was something and you see, I bet you on that play like wow we are actually packing our yeah. bags <laughs> like how many hours the the miles. Passport check everything just to flip in. Bro, we went through pages of a brief and I'm like, it's, it's, it's just a freaking FaceTime call, bro. <laughs> I'm done. We got that, man. We got that. Maybe they saw us doing the UK and thought, well, they've done it before. Let's, uh, mm. I don't know their logic, innit? I ain't complaining, man. Well, I wanted to ask, just going back. Yeah. I forgot to ask. Mm. Biggest like inspiration to become a DOP. What films did you watch back then to make you go, This is what I want to do? Or any cinematographer back in the day, and you're like, Sick. Okay. Or like top three films. You know what, yeah? I'm not a big film person. I was even sitting with the crew today, and everyone's, I was like, What's everyone's favorite film name? And they don't on that. Never Swear. seen that. I'm not a big film person. It's to my detriment, I think. How? It's to my how detriment. How do you know how to set up a scene without even watching anything? So, like, yeah. all the inspirations, like, where does that come from? My favourite film is Leon, first and foremost. Is it? The yeah. Professional? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big film, man. But um, man. I would say that I came from a visual art and design background. So, mm-hmm. I've got, I'm got i quite obsessive over things as well. So, I, saw, I see images. I'm like, how do they create it? So, when I started this field, mm. I came, I know how to create a painting or... Wait, you're really... I feel like you're more into adverts than film. Yeah... I'm more yeah. into. I, I prefer cinematography. I think because of my route, I've been doing more commercial, commercial work. But I'm trying to move more into narrative and cinematography mm. now. I'm showing people that I can flex the muscles because yeah. that is the holy grail. But if I'm honest, first and foremost, I would say visual like art was my background. So color palettes, composition, same. It's the same language, um, and it kind of interested me. And I have. I have to know. That's kind of how I became a DP because. As a director, working with people sick and everybody, I need to know how they're creating that image. Because to me, that's what separated like YouTube videos from a cinema, a film. It's the imagery and how they do it. So every time I've worked to this point where I'm like, how are they achieving this look? And that was a big driving force. But then also, there's a DP that I have to always shout because anyone that knows me know I'm a big fan of Olan Kaladi. Mm. And Olan, I introduced him to Giovanna Percy and they actually worked on a film called Joy. Um, but Olan is like a top DP. Um... Um, black guy, Nigerian descent, amazing imagery, like beautiful. And to me, he's one of the best in the UK. And seeing his work gave me a kind of benchmark to kind of really be like, 
I want to create images on this scale, on this level. Um, so yeah, he was like one of my biggest inspirations. And till today, like I know O, you know what I mean? I'm like, if O is on set, I will lower my role. My role. I'll become like a camera trainee or runner, just so I can see just what's, so, yeah, what's yeah, O doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And demystify mm. the process. But my, my goal is just, I think my drive is to be the best, bro. When I see something, I'm like, how do I make this? It's that level that I see on the on the top scale, and I can't rest until. I remember speaking happens. to this one cinematographer, and he was like, "I think he was asking production companies mm. to just not even do running nothing, just sit at the back and just observe how mm. things are run." Like and that has kind of stuck with me ever since. I just found that just that little thing there, I just found that quite inspirational. I'm like, wow, like that desperate to get into foot into the into the door in a good way, mm. and just to observe how things are just done and played out. Yeah, big up everyone, by the way. Yeah, I want to say a, a big tip. Mm. Yeah, as somebody who's climbing the ladder and has got to some kind of um, stage where I can uh, offer opportunities and book crew in, and people ask me to come and set. One thing that I realized in one of my studies was everybody, you need to speak the language of somebody else. So you need to speak in terms of what somebody else wants. And it's just how life works, as in. It took me a while to realize that life you need to have a win-win situation. Any business deal, mm. why is it a, why is it ever a win-lose? It should always be a win-win. Both parties should walk away like this is the best deal ever. And that's how business should be done. If you feel like you're winning, the other party's losing, walk away from it because it's not a fair deal. And why I speak on that is that a lot of people will come to me and be like, "Oh, Reeks, can I come and set? I just want to see it." Some people are just for clout. I know just want to be on set and see Philly yeah, and yeah, yeah. whoever Nella, whoever they want to see on set. Mm. You know what I mean? But um. Offer something. The people that have come to me and said, "Look, and this is what I done to Olan." I was like, "Oh, do you need BTS or what can I do?" Like thinking about what can I offer a value. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he goes, "Actually, that's what I need." Yeah, bro, give me grant me access. Mm. Like offer something so it's a win win. Because he's like, "Bro, I'm getting BTS for free." What and he just comes and watches me. You know what I mean? So I just feel like when you're asking to learn something, try and think about what you can offer. That's just a tip. I feel like people, young people, miss all the time. Like offer somebody something so they remember, you know. Well said, man. Talk to me about wrapping paper. Wrapping paper. So yeah, amongst all the DP work, um, with Pack Packworks Creative Agency, um, we started a platform called Wrapping Paper. Um, the masterminds are Sean Sky and Joshua Allen. Um, it's a freestyle platform which marries um rap and print design. Mm. Um, we're about authenticity and um in rap. So rap and artistry so the platform you have to be an artist it's in the sense that you need to have an image a full we need to understand you as a character and have a whole mo like kendrick's a good example mm. even a drake even though it's a very different image um and then also you need to come here to rap bro like we don't want you to be coming here to do like a song on here or whatever so it's a freestyle platform where we marry marry print design so we create a custom print um behind the artist that's based upon them so like um, we will kind of have a consultation with the artists, think about who they are, and we have some really sick graphic designers that are like top end professionals working with brands, and they will design something in the back. We film them there, and bro, come and drop your. The idea your is so like beautiful and simplistic. I appreciate it. It's so like, it's just so simple and just so organic. Appreciate, it, bro. Who, in your opinion, had the best performance in wrapping paper? We debate this all the time. Um, <laughs> I know who I would say. Who, who would you say first? I think D double D Yeah. And back row G. Back row G. 
DW's performance was solid. Yeah. Big up him, and I feel like obviously I'm biased visually. He had one of the best looking rapping papers. How did you not get him on? Um, we done a collaboration with Ray and Nephew. Okay, um, so Ray contacted him and to be like, yeah, we, we have our artist liaison who's in contact with them, has a strong relationship with D Double now, I think, um, which is cool. Yeah. Well, rapping paper, I mean, Ray and Nephew handled the money in it. <laughs> they handled the money for the artist <laughs> for the time in it. But um, yeah, man, I think Specs is is sick. He, he's a good rapping paper. If you're gonna check it out, mm. it's cool. It's rap in paper, so. Um, rap R A P. Even the name paper, like yeah. Even the name, yeah. It's very, very clever. But yeah, my favorite was it's what, so mad. Who was my favorite? I always mention it. Oh, I think it did tell back. me, but I forgot the name. Yeah, there's a few good ones on there. Sean Sky obviously was six specs, and there was yeah. somebody, someone who's my favorite. Who's my favorite again? I need to think about it. We've had quite a few people. How come you not stop for a while? It was actually popping off at first, but then it kind of there was a gap. Was that because of COVID or? Bro, it's just brand content. You know, you get into this this game, yeah. um, creating work with people. Mm. As in, like, Pack, they 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 became they were like in the the back end offices of Nike and stuff like that yeah, on yeah, the yeah. mood boards, but we weren't getting the jobs. You know what I mean? Mm. Now we're getting the jobs, creating branded content, and that became a thing. Mm. Um, it's just a thing where, bro, when you start servicing clients, you get less time to do your the projects that got you the work in the first place. Yeah. So I feel like one of our the guys who runs it, he's a sick editor and cuts it, but he's running a whole business, you know? Mm. So we're just trying to get the machine kind of churning so we can keep it more consistent. We've had wrapping papers that never... we cut, Some people just wasn't good enough, so it never got released. Really? Yeah. I don't have to mention names. <laughs> Are they like big names? Um, or are they just like up and coming? I'll, I'll say up and coming. I won't say there's any big names that definitely have will you, miss the mark. Have you not had Nux on there? No, nah, we definitely. Why do I feel like you had Nux on there? No, nah, Nux is somebody that definitely fits the platform. He definitely fits the. He definitely fits the platform. You got Koji and some other rappers that will fit the platform, um, but yeah, some people just didn't, and are, some of them are still coming out now. Mm. But um, they're old rapping papers that never got released. Don't ask me, completely. Cause I don't know what happened with everything, but yeah, they're coming yeah. out eventually. So, shooting one this week actually. You can't say the artist's name. There's no one. No one to. We're having a, a revisit, so Specs is back on one of the guys that I said. Who is it that comes up with like who decides to bring in the artist? Is it like is it the whole team? Do they sit in a room and think this is the artist yeah. that we want? Or is it more like just whoever we can just get, whoever's interested? We have quite in depth meetings and we're quite we're quite particular about who we want mm. um on the platform. Um it's quite a strict fitting process. We have people that message us and want to come on, but we're like you might listen to them and be like Delivery, delivery wise, are not ready yet. Yeah. Some people might listen to and be like, okay, well, I, I, as an artist, who are they? You know what I mean? You can spit cold bars, but what are they about? You know what I mean? And it's just a, it's a vetting process where it's almost quite organic. We kind of feel it out and it's a team. So, me, myself, Joshua Allen, Sean Sky, Specs, there's a whole team that kind of even like the our style, the whole team at PAC have got different roles and different talents, but we are very vocal in what, the direction of what we want. Where we want pack to go and wrapping paper itself, you know. It's what is it that you are looking for? Just yeah, like like I said, somebody who can drop bars. Like you have to be mm. a like if you're saying drop a freestyle. The way I look at it, this is how I always look at rappers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I heard this freestyle at a house party, question, yeah. at a house party, mm. would I be like, rah, that was mad? You know, you're at a house party, and sometimes yeah, you get a yeah, cipher. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell is that? That's what I want to hear for wrapping paper. Also, like I said, as as a, as an artist, you need to understand yourself. You know what I mean? You need to have an mo. So, like you said, a Nux is is pretty good for that. Um, like a Koji is good. Like Koji's a complete artist, for example. Um, 
there's so many artists that can speak about that are very complete and they've got a sonic sound and they understand who they are, but they can also drop bars. Like, you know what I mean? And some people have come on there and we have been a bit disappointed because we know you can drop bars, but we ain't got that from you because you thought rapping paper was all artsy, but we don't want that. We want people mm. that can drop some... People can drop some bars. Yeah, drop some bars, the man. Back, the, the, the paper itself is just the backdrop. Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got George. George came there and tried to shut down as well, man. George. Tell me, like... Has anyone disagreed with your artistic vision? On set? Yeah. Or in general? I think on set's always hard. Like, when you work with these brands, like, um, your Knights, your Converse's, Captain Morgan's, Harry's, Ray Nephew, all these big brands and stuff, first you have to get through the client. So what the client's vision is, and that can always, clients are always interesting. They always act like they have something different sometimes, and more time it starts aligning with what they normally do already. Mm. And then I think... Yeah, sometimes on set, I have to... As a DOP, everyone works differently with directors and you have to learn how to gel with different directors. And I'm not going to say someone's disagreed with my artistic vision, but they can. you need to communicate very clearly. I remember doing a Lynx job with um, Pac and we didn't do any creative boards amongst each other. And I kind of, like, deadline was going through. We'd done a job for Lynx. Um, and I kind of created a look that I wanted for the set and everything like that. And the directors were like, oh, we had a completely different vision. I mean, the create the art director went a different way, and it's kind of like, okay, what do we do from here? We have to make a decision. I remember also on set one time, I done a music video for We Want Rafes. It was like a universal thing. That was um, yeah, there's a lot to that video, but I didn't really get to speak with the director. And he's he's a young guy, sick. Um, yeah, Quimo, yeah. Kodge, Kajo, sick director, young up and coming director, and I was kind of helping him as well as like in terms of like he's a younger G, one of the guys who's a is a pack member as well. And I remember, like, like, bro, we should like that this way because this will be a better preference out of experience stuff. He was like, bro, I like, no, I'm like, bro, trust me. And there was a bit of discrepancy, but I think for that shoot, it was a bit different where I felt like I'm trying to help him on a video where I think it's one of his biggest budgets and I'm trying to, like, guide. But then also, actually, he's the director, you know what I mean? So trying to find that balance with each director. And I think I've kind of learned sometimes when you can put input in and when you can kind of step back from it, you know? Yeah. The relationship between the director and cinematographer is like so important. How that's mad. You didn't have, you didn't have much communication with him at all. You know what? That project, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like it was Universal. I, used to, I saw Kodge in the office. Kodge was like, "Reeks, like I've got this, this big project in it. I want you to come on, whatever Universal, yeah. whatever." And I was like, "Sick, bro. I'm doing this. I was doing something, another big project with Pack." And I was like, "I'm gonna come back to you. and We're gonna get to it." Then I jumped on it like two days before the shoot. Cool, bro. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Then, like, what was promised the label to me was beyond what our resources was. Even though we had a decent budget, it kind of like low budget music video for label shoot is about I say about ten k up. So that's decent, but still, if you have if you're given the ideas are huge. Mm-hmm. So I was in the label meeting like, guys, cool, but I don't think we can do this. And I was like, we could do everything. Label was like, great, Reeks, but we want it because that's what we said we was gonna get. And I was like. Okay, guys, look, this ain't, you know what I mean? So I came on that job very late and that was a learning curve for me to like make sure that I have a good enough prep time because, yeah, bro. So yeah, we didn't have much communication before that about certain things, you know. Do you storyboard? Nah, the storyboard. He, he, Kodge had a very good, strong vision. Mm. So I understood what he wanted. We had to adapt a lot because of budget. So yeah, um, yeah man, it varies a lot. It varies. It varies, man. So interesting. Bro, question, yeah? Go on. 
Um, breast or ass? There's a reason why I ask. Breast or ass? Yeah. Ass. Yeah. Easy. You know what it is, yeah? Are you, was you always an ass man? I was never ass man. Never. Because you know what, yeah? I'm going to be honest. I feel like ass is a trend right now. And I feel like a lot of people are, are breast man, innit? Big up Giggs, because I remember when Giggs did his track shouted, I'm a breast man. And he stated it, innit? But he likes ass too, but he can run. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of men are breast man, but they're hiding behind <laughs> ass right now because it's a trend. And so, I'll tell you what, it's, it's annoying, yeah? Because I'm like, I've always been an ass and legs man, innit? I'm like, Bro, just jump off. Because there's bare girls getting big heads now. I'm like, go back to the breast. I don't, I don't if you've got ass now and you're you're decent looking, your inflation of your brain is like, especially in London, is mad. I don't even know how that happened. I don't know the, I don't know how the transition happened. When was the transition? When you were six? I mean, I mean, I'm, yeah, six. <laughs> I, mean. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> Well, when we say ass, wait, let's let's like. Can I put this in the podcast? Uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, good. Yeah. When you say ass, what shape? You mean like, is it like budum or is it like, <laughs> is it like what? Because some size, people say ass, man. Size, yeah, size, definition, jiggly, firm. Like, what are we talking about? I like a jiggly with ripples. Okay, yeah, I like ripples. The, the yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, give me a celebrity example of a, 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 a jiggly ass. Oh my days. She might see it, man. Podcast is blown up, bro. She might see it, man. Come on, man. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Can I be on your podcast to discuss? Give, um, give me an arse example. It's <laughs> mad. Georgia Smith. Georgia, okay. Georgia Smith. Georgia Smith. That's a solid one. That's a solid one. I get it. A bit, a bit of a cheat, but I get it. Because it's like, Georgia, from what I just out observation, just like you've seen that, that colors freestyle. <gasps> yes, yes, oh, yes, 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 <gasps> just out of like just because I have to, you know, view um cinematography. Um, that's why I've seen a few things, you know. Um, <laughs> it's like it's very that's imbit- the only thing you're storyboard, <laughs> yeah, bro. I was watching, I was watching colors for the cinematography, obviously. <laughs> what a booty there, what a booty over there. And if you look under the car, what a booty there, <laughs> bro. So, wait, are you one day you're gonna go back to breast then? No, nah, I'm actually still a breast man, but I'm more of an ass man. So so I don't know what it you're is. On the, you're on the trend vibes. You're on the trend. Come on, just yeah. you're on the trend. You're on the trend. I don't even wear it. I don't even wear it. I don't even know when the trend happened as well. Yeah, you know what? Recently, I'm not gonna lie. My missus was like, "Reeks, I swear your ass, man. Why you like my breasts so much?" I was like, "I never, I never didn't like yeah, breasts, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's you know what I mean. I just, <laughs> yeah. Who's man. your celebrity crush? Who's like the who's 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 one you look at and think that is the one? No, what? There's no. There's. Uh, you know what? Because I'm a very private man. Like I, my celebrity crush. Yeah, man. I don't want to meet them and they feel like I got one up on me, man. <laughs> That's just the honest truth. But just like I like my girls strong. I like my girls firm. Firm with a bit of jiggle. I like my girls. Uh, the stallion girls still not Meg. Don't don't get. It's not a part. But yeah, I like my girls stallion and closer dark skin. The darker skin I prefer. Like I'm more a dark skin man. Browning. People always ask me what my type is. I can't give them an answer, man. I don't know what my type is. But you have one though, because if you look, I don't, if you look at, your, if I you don't look, have a type. I, do you know what? Oh my days! I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up. Yeah. I'm gonna mention it. <laughs> one girl asked me. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you like, like in a, let's say, in a girl, or like, what is it that you like about light skin girls or black girls? I said I like a girl with like dreads, like mm. like like braids, braids, sorry, braids, mm. braids in it. She goes, "Man, that's just a, that, that's just a fetish. That's not your type." I was like, "I don't understand." I hear, I hear it. So, what, does, am I not allowed to pick what the fuck I want? Do you know what I'm saying? I like girls with locks or short hair. Big difference. I like that. Like girls either with like yeah. nice long locks or like the shorter hair. But I've been looking at curly recently. So beside the point. But yeah, that's a sight. It's not your type. If, a girl, if girls lined up, if I lined up a group of girls for you. And you picked, and then, then I sent them away, line up with other group of girls, and you picked. I would definitely start to see, okay, this is your type. Oh, you like taller. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe. You know what I mean? But I love my Arab girls, you know what I mean? Okay, no. There's, <laughs> there's some beautiful Arab girls. This is like, from Ghana. My missus is actually Jamaican, and um, oh, she's going to kill me, bruv. <laughs> How did you two meet? Um, Hinge. Is it? Yeah. Hinge. Do you want to hear? Uh, Hinge is a serious joke. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. It's public. I have been officially banned from Hinge and Tinder <laughs> for a lifetime. What have you been doing, bro? I've done nothing wrong. I swear. Nah, bro. I swear. <laughs> I can't even. Say, this is a. This Don't is look up, bro. That's dangerous. You got that? Uh, I swear. This what is, what, this what is went on? Public. Wait, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Like, a lot of people are gonna be watching this. <laughs> you got banned. I got banned from Hinge. I swear what to you God. To women. Regal, no, Regal. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. I swear. If yeah. I did something wrong, I'd easily put my hand up and say, "Guys, I am, I am guilty, right. and this is what I've done." But I promise you, what? I don't know what I've done. Randomly, I hadn't been on it for two weeks. Yeah. I went in a randomly on Hinge and said, "You've been banned for a lifetime." Yeah, and this is how desperate I was to get it back as well because I even filed an appeal. I said, "Yo, uh, I didn't do any depth, and I was like caught and everything." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I filed an appeal." I said, "But how can you get banned for both? You must be if it's both." I Bro, how can it be both? Because I did my research. It's Hinge and Tinder is actually owned by the same corporation. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hinge is so much better. Hinge is way better because it gives you more options. Yeah, and it proper picture type. Yep. Proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you I can actually DM them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you actually... Right, yeah, the Tinder, everyone's just swipe. Left. Hinge is a serious joint, but... You've, you've disconnected, bro. Your hinges are off. <laughs> I filed an appeal here because I was like, I don't understand what I've done wrong. What have I done wrong? Tell me what I've done wrong. Your right? door is hanging, bro. The guy responded, like, within an hour. It was like, we can't really tell you why, but you're definitely banned for a lifetime. You can't even make new accounts as well. You're done. Bro, all right, all right, cool. No, 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 just bad. Because when I went on Hinge and I got banned, I was like, all right, cool. I'll go into I'll start Tinder in it. I go to Tinder, you've been banned for a lifetime. I'm like, let's interrogate this a little bit, yeah? Would you say, like, oh, let me rub your nipples or. No, bro, that's like, not how I chat to girls. That's not how I chat to girls. That's all right, not how all right. I chat to girls. Well, the opposite then, would you, like, oh, let's go to the library? They were like, nah, this guy needs to come. No, what do we go to, bro? Who the fuck? <laughs> I'm not linking Tim's in the library. Who <laughs> 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 the fuck? <laughs> They were like, bro, this is yeah, nuts. Yeah, what book are you reading? <laughs> they were like, we to ban this guy ASAP. Wait. Uh, no, nah, bro, what? Okay. I swear to you. No, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. This is also something I found out. What do you think it could be? All right, this is what I also found okay, out. What do you think it could be? On the, on the terms and conditions <laughs> and like regular... <laughs> my red, my red, he read the contract. I believe you what I say, yeah? I did the whole Johnny Depp. There was Amber Heard. Yeah, all these gals have been caught with their fucking lawyers. They're shit lawyers, yeah? And I'm there in the hearing. I'm like, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, you're killing me. Mine got banned from both. That listen, listen. I heard, yeah, that Hinge detects whether you're a bot or not. 
Wow. And it can happen accidentally. So you was you was doing bad. Also, Tinder bans people if if they know that you're only there for hookups and not for relationships. So it what? knows and it knows when you're trying to when so you're trying to be in a relationship. Yeah, you just Bro, I'm not trying to enjoy you, myself, you know what I mean? You're just clotting, man. Huh? The girls reporting you. <laughs> as as Lish says, yeah, this is a bit smooth in the ocean. <laughs> Big up Lish, man. Right? <laughs> so he's, he's there floating in the ocean. Just <laughs> Bro, yeah, man. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. I remember, like, with my missus now, I was just like, firstly, she, when I saw her, I thought she was standing still, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, um, I remember it, I came to a realisation at one point and trust me, I'm, I'm a man about my work and stuff so I don't really have mad time. Mm. Dating's expensive and stuff so I was very selective. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, most girls, when I started to think about it, I didn't think about it like that. Like, I don't really judge women like that, especially when I wasn't looking for nothing serious at the time. But I was like, it's normally the first first time I meet them or the second time that we're, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I remember my missus deliberately, I held off for time. You know what I mean? Look. We're together with a baby, so I don't know if that that worked or not. But <laughs> I feel like it, it saved a relationship. But if you were just out here just swimming in the ocean, you know, how do you manage that, man? Kids, like wifey and freelancing work, bro. I don't. But you know what it is. I see salvation. Man, good on you, man. I, do you know what that? You're, oh, you're sick. I appreciate. It, you're bro. actually sick, man. Like, well done. Yeah, you, you, like you. you oh, you're you're juggling a lot. Bro, it's mad. If I had more, bro, if I was, if I was single, with no kids, firstly, I think what I earn will be alright. I'll be, I'm contented for now. Still not that what I want to earn, but also as well, it's just like this would be so much easier, man. I see, I see single free men, especially if you're single and no kids. I'm like, you don't know what you got, man. Like, trust me, bro. Don't know what you got. Like, my things work. Kids, you gotta say weekends was always with kids, you know what I mean? Or I have to go fly to the missus, especially when I've got baby now. Dale, you know, Dale, mm. Dale told me that when a guy has a kid, like a whole new layer of personality gets added to their life. So my don't And and like ever since he's told me that, like he's like he's, he's like I, I can see it in my friend as well. Mm. Like when he had a kids can just see this whole new layer of personality. Mm. I just I want to know what that layer is. Do you know what I mean, bro? It made me dead. So no, when you, so no, when, no, you no. when you, when you, when you, when you had your first child, mm. how was like? How was how was that? I remember my mom, and, my mom and dad were like, I found it weird because we were my partner for very long in it at the time. My partner of the time, um, we was like childhood sweethearts, whatever. But um, I remember like thinking. Mum and dad were like, oh, like, how come you don't, like, it's too early. Like, they weren't happy with it, innit? And I was like, firstly, you had me at 21. Mm. And I was just like... You'll give you the right to tell me what to do, right? Yeah, I was just thinking also, like, I'm going to do way better than I did before yeah. having my child, you know what I mean? And they gave me a duty of responsibility, like, I'm going to make sure this works. Um, and I think that I, I did pursue a bit more um, and stuff like that. But there was loads of other things that held it back. But yeah, bro, it's like, I don't know if it's a new personality, but you know what it is? I appreciate time so much. Like, if somebody says to me, oh, like, back then I used to come out for, like, if it's lower than my day rate, what I thought I was worth at the time, I'd be like, well, I'm not earning no money that day, I might as well just come out. But then when you're sacrificing time with your family, then you look at it different ways. You're like, okay, what is my time actually worth with the people that I love? Then it's like, bro, if someone calls me now, less than what I feel comfortable coming out of my house, I just won't come out, bro. Even if it's money, I'm like, it's just, I'd rather spend the time. Time's way more valuable, and I've started to understand that a bit more. Mm. 
Um, not saying that I get all the time that I want with like, I'm so busy. Time with the kids isn't what I want it to be. But nowadays in age, like role of a man to me, bro, men are simple. Provide, protect, yeah, shelter yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Provide, protect, shelter. It's pretty straightforward, work, isn't it? Work out the rest. You know what I mean? Otherwise, race is gonna fall apart. Kids are gonna be like, Raga and Daddy, what's going on? You know what I mean? Blah blah blah. So that that's 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 first, you know what I mean? And purpose. Be happy, bros. Because like at the end of the day, loads of men suffering in silence, just following the woman's will and whatever. I'm like, nah, bro, like my kids need to see me at my best, you know. So yeah, man, I don't know if it's new personality. Man doesn't really go out as much as I used to. You know what I mean? And yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. But yeah, No, man. I feel like if I had kids, I don't think me going out, I don't think it would be an option. Hmm. I think that would be the layout. I'll stop moving reckless. Is that what you reckon? Yeah, I yeah. hear it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear it. I hear Going it. out, out pro- probably won't be like a first two, three option. Yeah, no, I hear it, man. It's yeah, it's it's, it's a be- it's a blessing and a beauty, man. But you know what? But I know, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, there's so much layers to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much layers to that I remember having a conversation with my friend. He's a director, and he asked me about it because he's woman's thinking about. Having kids and stuff and whatever, and you're just like, how is it like? And it's like, it's so hard to explain because if I could do it again, in my head, in theory, I would do it without kids. Cause I could, I could have got way further. I think I got more time and more money, <laughs> more money. Mm. Um, but um, I would never change them because I know them human beings. That's never on. That's Kyoko. That's all right. And like, yeah. if I went back, what them not being here is mad to even fathom that. So it's a bit of a catch twenty two, but. I think as fathers we have to navigate this 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 space and also i think men don't fall off your high horse man let's remember at the end of the day it's how i see it like i'd rather especially when it comes to partnerships i'd rather be the person where you don't like me but i provide protect and you have shelter and everything's covered mm. then me not have that and you don't like me <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. there's a lot more pressure people think oh women will say oh no but it's got nothing to no it's got a lot most marriages break up because of finances mm. not everything because infidelity and other things but yeah i had that too bro it's patting your thing man at the end of the day back in the day when we was um hunter gatherers bro like from the age of 18 especially physically as a man you can go out hunt you can build shelter and you can provide food and whatever your family's good Nowadays, as a man, to make that, especially in London, it's difficult, man. And for a woman to have that respect for you, even property prices, feeding your kids. Most men can't even just can just about feed themselves. Yeah. Just put a roof over their own head. So don't stop chasing what you need to do, I think, for your family to look after them. Um, and I think in the long run, that will pay off. So that's kind of my, my motto. So I balance yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah. bro, I'm not sacrificing that. Because when, like, when you're like, oh, kids got school trip, I'm like, I can't do it. You're going to be looking at me sideways. Or, oh, he needs new trainers. Can't do it. You're looking at me sideways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, it's yeah. like, no, but it's all right. It's like, it's fine. And until real issues come along. But you can't even do that. You're getting bad mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, he didn't even do nothing. Like, yeah, he's washed up. Like, he can't do nothing. Like, he didn't even do I pay for everything. Have, <laughs> Have you had that talk? Um... No, I would say I think I do pretty well for my kids, innit? I make yeah, sure I provide, you get what I'm saying? I've got life insurance, big up life insurance, man. Make sure you get that. I'm not gonna tell my kids how much they'll get if I pass, but yeah, they're good. Yeah, um cool. critical damage if I'm you know, make sure you get that if I'm damaged. You know what I mean? Just make sure they're they're good savings up for them and stuff like that. Making sure the mum has enough money to feed but them. It's, boom, it's, boom, boom. But at the moment it's lenses over children for you, boy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your, your son needs new crepes. Mate, I need that flipping 75mm. Bro, you know what it is? The maddest thing, yeah? My camera got robbed, bro. 
What? Yeah, someone broke into my car, NCP car park. Broke. When was this? Like, literally on the um, Chip and Philly shoot, the Captain Morgans. Oh my God. Came day. back to my car, so I didn't leave my back window open. <laughs> and I was like, I saw, but. Is that what they took? Just lenses? I took my whole camera, my Black Magic Ursa Mini. That it, bro, that's the only thing they took? Lenses, uh, yeah, they took that, like, there was some other bits. You know. Fuck. But you know what it is, bro? Shatil realization. If that guy doesn't make good grace of great content with that camera. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I wasn't even. No, that's fucking people. I wasn't vexed How about the, the camera, you know? I'm honest. Like, obviously, I'm insured. Obviously, yeah, I'm insured yeah, yeah, yeah. for time. Um, But I wasn't vexed about it. The reason being, bro, because. I came to I've come to a place where I don't get paid for my equipment. I get paid for me. Mm. I come for, with my mind, my my knowledge. Yeah. So when it went, I was just like, actually, bro, this is actually a good time to reflect and be like, bro, like I, I bring my camera if I need a little bit of extra please. But when I go to set, they hiring cameras and stuff. My gear is just like an addition if I want to try and make some more money or I want to shoot something myself. So I was like, is what it is, man. If they stole it, they stole it, man. I just get I, I am insured, but yeah, man. That's so shit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't understand, like, these people who fucking just smash into cars and, like, they either just take one thing or, like, they take nothing at all. You know what it is, yeah? I think some of them might have been banned from Hinge and Tinder and just Vex, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> They've been bad, man. They've been bad, bro. Man's I still, still want to know. I yeah, still want to know, crazy. bro. I still want to know. Bro, you think, you think I, I don't want to know, bro? I want to know. So what are you going to do about it? I'll just do the old classic way. Move to girls in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah can yeah, I just yeah. buy you a fucking drink? Yeah. Oh, let's uh, fucking give up, mate. Do you know what I mean? Fuck. Do you think that works? Say. Buying a girl a drink at the no, bar? No, it doesn't, bro. bro. They're, they're not into you. They're yeah. into the fucking cup. That's what they're into. <laughs> Bro, fuck, fuck, man. Bro, do you ever move? Do you ever used to move the girls on the street? Have you ever done never. that? Never. I've never moved to a girl on That's the street. Actually, hold on a minute. <laughs> so when he back, I was like, I remember. I remember it's like me, Hashim, and uh, Hubie once. Listen to how ghetto this is. <laughs> After. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I heard three man approaching the girl, it sounds nuts. Yeah. Really. Still, uh, <laughs> was there more? Was there more girls? I was there more girls? There were more girls. If you need the three man as well, it's like three musketeers. I look at these three men. <laughs> man said, after a night out in mm. Brixton, oh, man. this is how ghetto this is. I moved to go in Morley's, bro. How ghetto is that? I said Moolies. Moolies. Right. You know what? I'll let you off because was it night time? It was night time. Yeah, I'll let you off because... You think I'll go to fucking Moolies during the, during the day moving to go? <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. bro. After moving to go in Moolies during daytime, I'd probably have to like fucking bro, shower I'll let you afterwards, off. bro. Night time, there's some, some, there probably be some things. Are you dumb? <laughs> She's smelling like the chicken lard. Mad. Oh nah! Oh. Moving to girls. But you're so bad. This is the maddest part. Aspect oh, I've ever told you this. Oh, <laughs> this is how waved I was, yeah. So imagine they're like sitting down here, mm. they're having their meal. I move to one girl at the table. I get her snap and I get her number. I'm like, cool. And I just turn to her other friend. Oh my! I'm goodness. like, I'm like moving to her friend. And she's like, yo, but you just moved to my friend. Why would I give you my snap? I was like, don't worry about her, man. No, just give me my snap. Yeah, that's some savage ones. That's some savage ones, boy. 
Bro, after that night, I was like, I'm, I'm taking a shower. I feel have filthy. I've done that. Have I, ever I done feel that? so filthy, bro. You know what? Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. Carnival <laughs> Nerals, bro. Carnival, man. Just, yeah, man. Oh, Carnival. I had a different story. I, You know what? When I. Yeah. That year, I was in mad shape. Had the two gold, te- the two gold teeth in. Mm. Mad, mad Pete, bro. My cousin saw me. My like my my brother from another mother, like my proper. Yeah. He's at Reeks. He said that day, I was glad I was your cousin. Cause I would not want to go against you, bro. I'm telling you that carnival was so lit. I never got. I didn't get rejected once. Like, bro, I'm not gonna go into detail of that carnival. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it was a Are very. You can't. Can you? I I go every single year, but. Like I don't, I don't think I've missed the carnival since a kid, but I don't know, man. I don't know. But after COVID, is the vibe the same? I got a girl as well. You know what? At the end of the day, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You see my girl, she's like, "Oh, Reeks, I can see you with an influencer. Like, I know you'd like a girl." I'm like, "No, I want my girl to be a baddie, but I don't want her to be on gram like that." And if my girl was on, if we went toe to toe at carnival, man would have to put in a shift. So I'm like, I'm not even gonna try and go carnival and get myself in trouble. She's like, I'm going too because I think I'll lose the battle still. Yeah. You know, the one's there. I'm like, yeah, long day, long mm. day for me. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna go enjoy myself. And I'm like, yeah. I'll be, yeah, I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed, man. <laughs> I'll be pissed. I just, I don't know, man. I'll be pissed, man. Making movements during carnival, uh, bro. Oh, I, 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 do you know what I mean? I, I'm here for it. What to <coughs> girls, bro? You talk about to girls, bro. Carnival is one of the best yeah, place yeah, to move yeah. to girls. That it is, it is. But come on, and then I see these tweets where they're like, "Oh yeah," but then when he messages you the next morning, like, "Oh, I saw you from Carnival yesterday," and they're like, "Yeah, I don't remember this, and I don't remember you either." Bro, it's like, bro, it's so yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. If I just like wipe myself, I just see a bit of dust. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. One Carnival, yeah. I was so lit, yeah. I was so lit that carnival. And I remember getting a message for... I remember getting a call from some girl and she was like... Well, okay, two things. This is nuts. Sorry, missus. I haven't even told you these stories. (laughs) 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 Oh, we got got time for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that year was a mad year, innit? And uh, a lot of things went on. I was waved. I brought like a bottle. Man didn't want to drink it. Didn't waste my money. I drank it, yeah, mad, yeah. So I remember getting a few things happened. I remember going to an event with my boy Karen Spooner, and a few things happened. Mad random. He was like, "Reeks, man, this is he, he's like he's a proper um, he's an A&R, and he proper like promotes man even before he was an A&R. He's like, right, this is Spielberg. Like you gotta meet him, yeah. I went and met these guys, innit? Yeah, he was like, Reeks, meet my man, innit? Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. He's like, Reeks, you don't know who this is. You don't know who this is. Because they proper edified me. He said, da 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 I'm like, nah, I'm looking at my man. Bro, he's like, it's, it's Scribs. I'm like, Scribs. LD, bro. But he didn't have the mask on. So I didn't know who it was, innit? Yeah. So I'm like, right, how are you saying, bro? Whatever, six, seven youths. And I was like, okay, sick, yeah. And then some girl come up to me midway. And she was like, oh, you saying? I'm like, what are you saying? You're good, yeah. I know she knows the man them a bit or whatever. And she was like, you don't remember me, do you? I'm like, Ah, like from where? Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, not at all. And she was like, Carnival. And she said, No, she said to me, I let you remember, innit? I couldn't remember. I'm like, I don't. So I came back to her. I said, Where? She's like, Carnival. You moved to me. Yeah. 
bro, I had no recollection of moving to Flipping her. What the hell? I'm like, and she knows the man them. So like the man, she, she probably said, oh, you know, your boy, da, 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 da. Like, Rob, like, well, nice to meet you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you go, back to, go back to square one. Yeah, back to square one. I just left it because I'm like, she's too close to home. It's my boy's cousin as well, I found out. And then I got a text one time. I, mean, I got a phone call. So I'm going to see um some girl that I was seeing. Now, obviously, I was, at that time, I wasn't serious. So the girls knew that, but got this call so I've landed at a house in the car get this call or this um, was it a whatsapp first or call she's like oh hey how you doing Ricardo like hey how you doing <laughs> she's like you're right I'm like yeah I'm like who's this and she's like you don't remember I'm like nah same thing she's like Sienna whatever I'm like and then she used to probably go and feisty. I'm like, who are you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got into it, but I think she liked how she cures. And she was like, carnival, like, I think we met. Like, I think you moved to me. I'm like, you know I moved to you. You got my number, yeah. I bear them carnival stories, man. So it was a bit mad, man. Carnival. Yeah, man. Mm. I'm going to stay away from it. Unless I'm there. With, I'll probably go with my missus this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with my missus. Cause, yeah. It is good vibes, though. Like, it's mad. You, you, you leave your area... And it's like deserted, and then you come out of Notting Hill Station, and it's just rammed. And somehow the weather just changes completely. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. The vibe on that day is nuts. Oh, it's mad. It's mad. Do you go? Do you normally go? Yeah, I started going like from two years ago. Okay, sick. My friend was like, "Just, just trust me. Just yeah, come." Yeah, yeah. After that, as the rest is history, I'm like, "This is banging." Yeah, I might buck up with you in Carnival one time. Though. Yeah, man, I could roll through. I might be going with Dale as well. Sick. Vibe. Well, he normally goes on a float, right? I heard he goes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the best experience, bro. If you ever go with a float, best. I experience. would, yeah, going with a big group. Like, I'd, I'd love to go with a big group. Yeah, if you go, with, bro. Like, I remember my cousin telling me, he's like, "Reese, go with a float." Like, it's it's nothing like it. I was like, bro, how sick can it be? Like, but, to say yeah, Carnival. I'd, I'd think like being on the outside, being able to. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, bro, so lit. I remember I went one Carnival, same year, and I boxed up in my bedrooms. They all went to like the the girls' school that was next to my boys' school, innit? Um, that I went to. Oh, Reeks, I haven't seen them in years, isn't it? Obviously, man was, you know what I mean? So, mm. chilled with them. Next week, I lost the man them. I'm like, where is... I was stopping too much, innit, for, you know what I mean? Mm. So, they just left, man. So, I'm like, but they're in the float. They're in the thing. So, I was there now. I'm like, my boys are gone. I'm with you lots. I'm in the thing. Hey, hey, hey whatever. <laughs> and then, um, screw you, I was like, you need to get out. Chuck me out. Come back in. Chuck me out. And the girls are like, he's lost his friends. Like, come on, it's calm. He's, yeah, he's in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Like, duh, duh. chuck me out. This guy, had, I think he was just pissed. I think he was jealous because the girls, some of my bedrooms are laying in it. I think he was just like, no, how's this you not coming in here, not paying? Right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know you had yeah. to pay as well. I was not privy to that, innit? So I just paid another security guard, came in the wristbands. When he went to chuck me out again, I was like, bro, look like. <laughs> What are you saying, bro? I'm gonna write him. Yeah, bro. Like, what are you on? Yeah, he's pissed, but yeah, bro. When I tell you that was the, because you know what? Because I'm with a group of girls, I can dance with my bedrooms that are there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah have a lit time. Now I can just exit and cut if I yeah, see a thing. Yeah, yeah. Bah, out, back in. Ah, bro, lit. Best carnival I ever had. Man, Best carnival I ever had. I've had like a crazy, crazy carnival experience. It's always been like a vibe. Can you dance with me? Can I dance? Yeah, I want to see you dance. I yet. can dance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't you? I used to, I used to break dance back in the day. 
Okay. Yeah. You, you can do that when I carnival. No, 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 a carnival. <laughs> Imagine. If, I, if I do a pop dance at carnival, I think I'll be questioned. No, I didn't hear. They'll go. probably just tell me to stand next to the police, bro. <laughs> if you go with the flow, bro, like, it's, it's worth it, bro. It's worth it, man. Question is, can I whine? Mm. On to the next question. <laughs> bro, it's a little trip, man. And when you just like, just do this one, like... Bro, I don't even know what's going on. It's just like a little That's trick. the one, isn't it? Yeah. And you kind of move forward to them, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah, just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just no, broke out. Just, you just yeah, you see back. Bro, that's good enough, bro. Come on, man. That's a little jiggle there, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Jiggling with the back and that. Come on, man. You're good. You're good. You're good to go, bro. As long as you know how to step with it. Well, I'm going to start practicing after fucking got banned from Hinge and Tinder, innit? <laughs> Bro, I've got to practice from now on. I can't Bro, be doing carnival, that shit on. Carnival was a See, spot, before man. I used to just drop gifts, innit? Mm. Just whine. Send that gift. Whine question mark. <laughs> See, this is where the bot activity is. Now, actually, <laughs> now, now I've got to show it physically. Oh, I've got to go home and practice and shit. <laughs> Why, man? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. How can an app just bar you from doing anything? It's an app. It's bro. digital. Do you know what I mean? It's all pixels. It's the gifts, man. He's doing too much gifts. They thought, bro, can he speak? That's not even yeah. how I move to girls. I don't even use gifts. So, okay, what was your process? How do you move to girls? How did you slide into the... Hey. Yeah, what's the first question? Yeah, what's the first question, bro? It depends who it is. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. My name's Amir. I work for Water Comedy. <laughs> 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 I don't chance. <laughs> if someone's lang, I'll let them know. Like they are lang. Mm. Does like, it work? I would do, I don't do any sort of what's it called? Like Yeah, I don't I don't do like um pick up lines. I don't do mm. I don't do that shit. Girls kinda like you on the mats apparently. Oh, I don't know. I don't fuck do it. All that shit, man. I'm like I'm not I'm not that way inclined. But yeah, what so um with the girl, like when you say you don't do like what if she's length, how like what's the response? Because you know some girls might be like, oh, they will say the same in return. Okay, love that. that. They'll, they'll actually say the same in return. Love that. When they say the same in return, I go into phase two. <laughs> what's phase two? We'll get to the root of why you're yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, this is the fucking blueprint. I've just mapped it out now. It's on the table. Yeah, phase two. Phase two. That's it. no, no. Like I just start moving to them. You know, there, there, there is no like. I, don't, I just don't be around the bush, man. Mm. I just don't be around the bush. I, do, you, I, do, you, do you say I, that? I don't like, like, I'm so impatient as a person. I'm just so impatient. I don't like wasting time. But do you say that you're, are you honest if you're there for like, there's a hookup or you there for like a relationship? I never even mention hookups, you know. I swear to God. Like the first like thing is never about relationships or just the hookup. It's never. Mm. The first 10 minutes of the conversations will never ever be about that. Mm. Never, I swear. This is why I'm minutes. so. Sh- you know, like first ten minutes of a conversation, it's ne- it will never be about hookups or relationships. Mm. I swear to God. Which is why I'm so spun. Why I got banned? Because mm. I swear I don't say anything horrible. I don't like. I don't target. I don't do anything mad. Like I just don't. You say like your pom pom's fat. Even bro, like when I got. <laughs> You didn't have that, bro. So you be honest with us, man. <laughs> <So> bad. <laughs> never, 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 never. Which is, I swear, do you know what I told my friends? Well, when I got banned, I felt like a criminal. Yeah. I was like, wow, 
Am I on their like top ten most wanted on the? Do you reckon in the head office they have my name? Like, my fucking picture just at the top, just slapped on the top of the fucking board. Oh, I don't, man. I don't know. I wish I knew, and I wish I knew. Such a shame, man. People are gonna look at this like this guy is <laughs> chatting the most shit. You might think you're a savile, bro. <laughs> the Tinder, the Tinder swindler. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Do you know what's so Bro, mad? Let me see the crepes right now. Do you know what's so mad? Did you know the vapors? Got the vapors. Nana Rose actually got me these. Sick. Bless her, man. Yeah, Philly actually got me these as well. That's it. They gave them to yeah, me. Yeah, they're quite nice. Yeah, they gave them to me. They're quite nice. Yeah, we got feels. Do you know what's so mad? Not knowing what I've done yet. The Tinder. Have you seen the documentary? Yeah. Surely he must have been like a bot. Yo, I need, I need like ten bags. Every time I need ten. No, but he does the love thing. Like, how the you fuck know what? did you, they not detect him? You bro. just you just change Leng for love. I mean, love for Leng. Mm. You're Leng. I'm in love. That's what it's like. The same line. Yeah, they picked up. Oh, he's in love, guys. Right? Let let him move to face you know two. Let him yeah, get I was thinking, bro. Like, man's doing the podcast studio thing every. You know what I mean? Every week and that. Uh-huh. Where's the money coming from? <laughs> man's just hiding it, stashing it. Trim's always looking listen, nice yeah, and listen, that. Listen, oh, listen, listen, I was like, right. He's swindling, boy. He's swindling. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I was like, I remember. I was like, man, man, you're swindling good nowadays. Smiles, ooh, you know what I mean? On set. <laughs> man, speaking of fresh ideas, all sorts. I was like, yeah, man, I created this show. Like, it just so like rough, man. Everything's going well. But yeah, man. Bro, um, we got like fifteen minutes left. Yes, but I did. I I wanted to ask you this, in it. Mm. I wanted to give you a scenario, and I wanted to know how you would set the scene, mm-hmm. basically. So let's say dystopian in like twenty sixty, twenty seventy, twenty eighty, just far ahead into the future, mm-hmm. and then you had to a guy moving to a girl. How would you set the scene? In terms of DOP wise, DOP wise, how would you set the scene in a dystopian universe? A mm. guy moving to a girl, very futuristic. Um, yeah, how would you go about setting the scene? I think the first thing is um, speaking to obviously the director, writer, looking at the scripts, understanding mm. where he's coming from, looking at the nuances of, of the world. Like you know, what I mean, is is um like how how like. Has the right of um, considered the the mundane stuff that we will see today in this dystopian world? So, for example, is a mother pushing a pushchair? How would that look like now? Mm. Is she is he wrapped in vines around the back or in a wheelbarrow? Like, what is that looking like? And kind of working with art department to kind of make sure that we're creating that look, you know, and that feel to to what's going on around the whole scene. You know what I mean? And making sure that what the buildings look like, what would happen after a certain amount of time, studying videos, what that would look like. Working heavy with art department because that definitely makes a scene, you know what I mean? I can work magic with light, but if I'm lighting a white room in a dystopian world, it looks like a white room, you know what I mean? So that's my first point on cool. After that, it's just like, what's the action? You know what I mean? The guy's moving to the girl. What angles can we get? How can we emphasise that? Like, who's, who... It's understanding the characters, like, whose perspective are we coming from? Is it from him? You know what I mean? Is it from his perspective? Is it how the girl feels uncomfortable? Mm. Do they feel warm about it? And that would then inform where I place the camera, you know? Um... You know what I mean? Is it a POV? Is it um, distant where we're kind of pre in the conversation like it wasn't meant to be happening? You know what I mean? And figuring out them kind of nuances there. And then after that, it's down to lighting, man. Like, okay, what time of day 
works with this. For example, if you're moving to a girl, if it was a creepy one, you might say at night or we at night time, you know what I mean? Or we in blue hours, it looks more beautiful. And at times it's a bit more romantic. Um, just thinking about how we're going to tell the story, you know? And I feel like the further I go in my career, it's about telling the story and I like accordingly and mm. frame accordingly and stuff like that. So yeah, man, that's how I would do it. Art department, what time of day to set the moods, make light and compliment that and make the shots come from the character's perspective to give that feeling to it, whether it's edgy or not, you know what I mean? Sick. Rapid question as well. Mm. What is the most advanced skill you have acquired as a cinematographer? Ooh, that's a big question. Ooh, bro, that's a tough one. Rapid question. Um, I think lighting's the most obvious. Mm. I think my lighting techniques become quite advanced, I would say. Obviously, my shows are very different, but when I translate it to film, I feel like lighting can do a big thing. But I think one of the best things is communicating with the crew. Um, and it's not really a skill, but realising that I'm responsible for everything that's in front of camera. So when you realise that, if there's um, styling, okay, you're wearing black. Like, I, black doesn't suit the scene. Mm. So realising that you need to be in all the conversations early to make sure you can get the best image and colour palettes and everything. So, yeah, prep. The most rewarding production you've been on? Um, Experience-wise, going traveling to five different states in America with Chunks and AJ Shabil mm. on the Foot Asylum thing. That was very. Was that um? What's it called again? Um, travel guide. Travel guide. Yeah, that's travel it. guide. That was very rewarding. And Thailand really? and stuff like that. In rewarding the experience, like in okay. terms of like we get uh, we tra- we're traveling. You know that whole series. We traveled Thailand, Singapore. Then we went to five different states. I think we went to Nevada. Went to Area Fifty One. Different places and stuff. Wow, you went to Area 51? Yeah, I went to Area 51. That was very fun. That's mad. Yeah, Staying in this little alien hotel, bruv. It's weird. This is weird. In the is middle it? of nowhere, bruv. It was sick. So I think that's the most rewarding experience. Why is the first thing off the top of my head? Um, yeah, I can't think that. I think that's the first thing that will come to mind. Experience. Favorite lenses to use? I've been dancing about recently. I used to use the Cook S4s, but I think right now I'm on the Signature Primes. Ari's got a new camera called the Ari Mini LF. It's like the uh, full frame Ari camera, Ari Alexa sensors, unbeatable. Like I could replace all my shoots, put this camera in with these set of lenses, really? and it will look way better. Give me one shoot that you've used it on. Um, Have you used it on any of the Asylum ones? No, they a lot of because Multicam getting multiple yeah, cameras is yeah, expensive. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Some lenses and stuff I have to keep it. I did. I did use two minis. I didn't use LFs on the Spotify shoot. I got a short film coming okay. that I'm shooting on the signature primes, okay, and I've done a music video with a guy called Lesane that's mm-hmm. on my page, um, Action Warrior Reeks on Instagram, and you'll find yeah Lesane's video, which got a lot of good acclaim. Yeah, man. Last one. What do you think of the current state of cinematography in the mainstream and world cinema at the moment? I think you got. I think it's changing. A lot of cinematographers are a lot older. Um, back in the day, like fifty, sixty, to reap the rewards. Them guys are still kings, and obviously, by the time I'm fifty, the amount of experience I would have racked up will be immense. Mm. But I think you got a lot of younger cinematographers coming through who are amazing, and I feel like there's gonna be a lot more younger cinematographers creating films, um, which is is great. I feel like cinematography is something that the mainstream are starting to understand. People didn't know what a DOP was. Now you speak to somebody and they've got a, a mild understanding, even though the role exists. So I think it's good. It's becoming more accessible. Um, and it's going to be, cinematography is not going to be about um, access anymore. It's going to be about how skilled you are and how talented you are. 
um, because cameras are becoming more affordable. There's more pro- online's open up a whole world that anyone could now become a cinematographer if they really put their mind to it. You've got YouTube that teaches many of things. We got I've got my own YouTube as well. I'm gonna shout that out where Check I, I start teaching as well. Um, and I will further that myself. But yeah, I think cinematography is gonna be amazing. We have some talents that are gonna blow us out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, these young birds are gonna be like so talented. And there are some already. Um, so I think cinematography is in a good place. I just think the UK need to make film in general um, more of a staple. Like, there's not a lot of great shorts, I don't think, over here. Um, I think there's a lot of shorts, but ones that are actually stand out. And I feel like film in the UK is definitely on the rise. And I think it's in a positive place, you know? So, yeah. That's what well I'm said, saying. man. Bro, Rico, thank you so much for your time. No I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. Such a great episode of home. I'm Thank actually excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, bro. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. Specs as well. Thank you so much, bro. Big up, man. Love, 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 love. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you.